Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where's the gotcha down, Chop? Gotcha down. <laughs> gotta, gotta get on board of the mic that. I gotcha can't hear. down. There we go. <laughs> America loves lists. Everybody loves lists. I was I was uh I was talking the other day to uh I was I was hanging out with uh Teddy Pendergrass and uh Teddy told me he's like, See you know how you say everybody loves lists? I was like, Yeah, I do. He's like, Well, I was talking to Prince and Prince was telling me how much he, he loves when you used to say that. We're here on Shot and RJ. There's no Chris Arnold. It's Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy, Peyton Russell, Ryan Couture. We're all hanging out here. Uh Sean Sharif will be back on Tuesday. Uh, but we got some Cowboys stuff to talk about. We're we're kind of in the desert for Cowboys stuff right now, Chop. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the wasteland right now. You, it's a little too far from the draft to really feel like oh let's let's deep dive into it. Uh, we we're about a month removed from the Cowboys season ending, so there's not like storylines that came out of that that we haven't talked about. So this is like pretty much the deadest period of the off season for yeah. the Cowboys. Because then you'll get into minicamp, OTAs. We'll have lots of stuff to talk about from there after the draft. But thank you to Jory Epstein, who sat on a story, it looks like, for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she got this at Super Bowl last week and brought it out, uh, brought, wrote an article about it yesterday. And it's a, a really good article. I'll tweet it uh, when we're done with this segment. How much will Cowboys offense change under Mike McCarthy? Dak Prescott weighs in. And this is something that we've all been talking about here is, okay, what is this going to look like? Is this going to be, you know, uh, is is what we saw from Mike McCarthy, the results that he got in Green Bay, is that indicative of what can happen here in Dallas? Or was it more indicative of Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers can do? And, and you know, I know you're generally in favor, right, of the quarterback matters infinitely more than the play caller. Oh, Absolutely. And of course he does. He plays the game, but you think the the play caller has very little impact on how successful. No, the I mean I think is. I think it, I think it helps. Obviously, I mean you you call the wrong play against the wrong coverage. But the thing is, is like, you know, when Kellen Moore called to play, he had no idea what look the defense was going to give him. Who's more important? Would you rather have a great play caller or a great running back? Great play caller. Wow, that's that's strong. Well, we'll see if Mike McCarthy can be that. The question we all have now is how much it's going to change. Is it going to look different even? Are we going to notice a difference? Um, because I think we noticed a difference early on when Kellen took over from Scott Linehan. Because that was the question. Is there even going to be a difference? And then Kellen took over and it was different. I think it became more conservative over the course of the last two years or so. But Kellen was also, I think, trying to create a hybrid system of 
Eric Coriel and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the Scott Linehan and, and Jason Garrett both came from those sort of concepts. A lot of people consider Scott Linehan's like the godfather of the single back offense. So it was like a hybrid of that stuff, you know, the the Linehan Garrett stuff, the Eric Coriel stuff, um, and then the the McCarthy West Coast offense aspects that he wanted merged in. So he really created this bizarre hybrid. And I think that I think Kellen Moore caught too much flack here. I think that may be the greatest reason for some of the confusing stuff when Kurt Warner or other analysts would talk about turning on and going, I don't even understand the system. It's because I don't think it was a a normal system. It was just a hodgepodge of, okay, they want this. They want, all right, we're making, uh, what is it? Gumbo. Is gumbo one of those ones where you, I don't eat gumbo. Is that one of those ones where you just throw stuff in or? I mean, there's there's a lot of things in gumbo. But is it like, uh, take some of the, like, whatever. It's like you're making. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think everybody like, has their own recipe. It's, it's like when you, you have Shrimp, Thanksgiving. sausage, all on rice, like dirty rice it's, and stuff, it's veggies. Like, it's like when you have uh, Thanksgiving dinner and then you make like turkey soup. Like, well, I got the oh, stock yeah. and I'll put some stuff in here. Like, that's what the offense essentially did. Why does everybody, when they talk about, you know, food, they always do the thing with the. Because it's salt bay, baby. Salt. It's it's Salt Bay. Oh, you know, you just mix it all in. He's a cultural icon. I didn't do that. I did I do this? No, well, you did the stir. Oh yeah, I did stir. Yeah. That was literally because we're talking about soup. Well, how, how do you pour salt? Do you go like this? Do I go like what? Like, can you show me again? <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, you. No, you I use really... a salt grinder. Oh, okay, that's what I use. You, of course you, you do, you do the, the pepper grinder method. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm on the grinder a lot. Uh, Dax said uh, when asked about how much he expects. The offense to change said right now, Mike told me about 20 to 30% change. I think if anything, it's things that need to be changed. It's great to dial in, fix some things, get sharper and crisper. And I'm excited. And as he uh, went down a little bit, he said, sometimes change is good. I'm a big believer in change and I'm excited for Mike calling the plays. I'm excited for shoddy Brian Schottenheimer. I'm excited for just being able to dial into this offense and just really get it to where we want it to be. I'm excited as hell. Is that just Dak speak? I mean, no. I mean, he probably is excited. Could he be, though? Why not? I mean, uh, Kellen, He's a positive Kellen, guy in general. Kellen was a friend of his. Well, I mean, you could you could you could recognize Kellen as a friend of yours and be excited for you know, um, any kind of change. I I think Kellen's got a Kellen landed on his feet in arguably a better position. He did. Yeah, I, I I think that's on. I mean, he's question. got a, he's got a better quarterback now. As good as good as Dak is, Justin Herbert's got more talent. I think that. Well, let's be completely honest here. Change is is difficult for everyone, right? So Dak has been with Kellen for a very long time. When the change occurred in 2020, and Mike McCarthy got here, that was not the smoothest personality transition I don't think for your quarterback I think that there was some initial like feeling each other out and trying to you know get used to a new head coach and I think they have I think they're really good now um I don't know that Kellen and McCarthy ever got on the same page like that it's okay and so but that's what I would say is that I think that there's there's I would think there would maybe be a little I don't know how excited he would be more as just like I think Dak is excited that they maybe just are no longer running a hybrid. Like, hey, can we either run what Kellen wants to run completely or can we run what Mike wants to run completely? I maybe believe I'll I'll believe that. But in general, he's a guy who he trusts his arm and he trusts himself 
to make big plays. And if this is going to turn into the Brian Schottenheimer Seahawks offense, God no, it's going to be a very or, or even what McCarthy is talking about doing with the run game. It's going to be a very run focused offense and a bunch of short to intermediate throws that are not going to allow him to push the ball downfield. And that's it's 2023, not 1993. I don't want to go back. If they if they do a, it, it, let's just say they do a run first offense, you know that's probably going to slow the game down, and they may win more games. You know that 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 might happen. It's probably going to slow the game down. Um, they're probably going to score fewer points, and again, they, they may want to win more games. We don't know, but it's going to look really really odd and really bad when the Cowboys sit here scoring twenty three a game and the Chargers are at twenty nine. Yeah, now who's gonna who's that going to reflect on more? Dak or McCarthy? I bet. I bet if they do that next year, people are blaming Dak more than McCarthy. People blame. I mean, they'll blame both of them, but people sure. blame Dak because people like to blame Dak. They'll want to get rid of both of them, though. But they'll say, what they'll say is, oh man, see, you shouldn't have gotten rid of Kellen Moore. I mean, when Kellen, when it was Kellen's concepts in 2019, the one year where Kellen was running, the offense looked great in the first part of the season. It he he didn't adjust well in the second half. The, the biggest problem with Kellen that was Jason's last year. Uh huh. That was the year where they started out 3-0. and They cooked the Giants like 35-10 to on opening day. Um, the biggest problem with Kellen, people tell you, is he didn't adjust. Like, he wouldn't adjust as the season wore on when teams started trying to figure out different ways to attack them. And the other issue was he needed space, like, to create concepts. So when you got in the red zone and the field tightened, he had trouble. Like, he had trouble, like, drawing up creative stuff in shorter areas. And so, like, you know, when we all marveled at how Kansas City was drawing things up inside the 10, like, wow, look at these concepts they did to get five, six yards of separation in such a small area. Like, that was a criticism that I think a lot of people had about Kellen Moore is that he wasn't doing much of that at all. And you would hope that some of that would improve here. Now, one of the aspects that could potentially signal improvement, depending on your thoughts on it, does Cavante Turpin do anything for you, Chop? Is that going to be a big game changer for you? No. Are you sure? I'm, I'm sure. Is this a TCU hate thing? No. For you? I don't hate TCU. No. Cavante Turpin was talking with Blogging the Boys last week. He said, uh, we had a talk during my exit meeting, him and the coaching staff, basically saying, like, they already know what I did with the special teams this year and all that, but they're going to try and get me on the offense and try to make our guys respect me more on both sides of the ball. I'm going into this training camp. I'm basically trying to show them that they have no choice but to use me on offense. That's my mindset. I like the mindset. Um, He says, I'm a playmaker with the ball in my hands, and I can scare guys without the ball. Just on the same field together, me and CeeDee Lamb, I just feel like that's my biggest thing going on, just showing them that they got to have me on the field. I will say this. I don't think Cavante Turpin needs to be any sort of a full-time player. Now, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans. We saw it on the fan text. We've seen it on the Twitch and everywhere else. Um a lot of people have asked, like, why is Cavante Turpin not getting mm-hmm. more of an opportunity? He's fast and, like, yeah. let him go out there and use his speed. Guys, he is 5'7", maybe. Like, he's – and it's really tough, even with that speed, it's tough to push the ball downfield to a guy that small. It's just – it's it's difficult to to get it over the top of DBs. And so, generally, teams don't like having 5'7 receivers run vertically like that, even if they have the speed to do it. Where I, I had said this whole time, anytime they kneeled down in the second half or at the end of the first half was a stupid play. Every single time, just give the ball to Cavante Turpin. Have him in the backfield, toss it once, let him see if he can do something. Like that to me, I always thought it was a waste whenever they'd kneel down. 
get the ball in Kevontae Turpin's hands. If it's a screen, if it's yeah. a pitch, just see if he can pick up 50 yards for you. I see that. And so, I mean, you remember Tyree Kill when Kansas City came to town about five oh years God. ago. They did that one at yes. the end. Do that. Just throw a screen pass and see if he can work. See if he can pick up plays like a big chunk of yards where it's like, well, okay, well, now we'll call a timeout because we're getting close to field goal range or see if he can score, do something like that. I'm all in favor of using him on things that aren't even gadget plays. You can use him in the short, you know, the short areas, the intermediate areas. But if if he wants to be in 80% of the snaps, like I'm in the full receiver rotation, I'm I'm running the full route tree, that's not going to happen. And that's not the no, same. No, he's not. That's not what he does. No. He's he's got no size. I, I have no idea what kind of routes he runs. People are saying the Fantex, he's Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, you catch the kickoff and then run it over to Forrest. Yeah. And it, run, Forrest! Turpin, I mean, look. Tur- Turpin, I think... Would you? This is interesting. Would you say he was a disappointment? I wouldn't, but there were a lot of people who were disappointed in the second half the way he played. And the fact that he didn't get a single touchdown... I know a lot of people were disappointed in the uh, the San Francisco game. You remember we talked about that, the kickoff return where he spun it back into the kicker for some reason? Yeah. Like, I mean, were there... Did you think he was ultimately more... Did you did you ultimately find him to be disappointing? No. You think, yeah. No. I how, didn't, but there were, dis- people, there were people who were. Oh, how was he disappointing? Because he didn't, uh, like... The kickoffs, uh, the kickoff return, the return game was getting consistently worse in the second half of the season. He wasn't giving you the type of. Field I mean, of- he wasn't in the NFL. There was a reason this guy wasn't in the NFL. Well, he wasn't in the NFL because he got in trouble for a domestic issue yeah. at TCU. But still, he wasn't in the NFL. Yes. Um, like they, they, he's a, he's fine. He's okay. Bobby's just mad because he lost the bet to Jared. That made me mad. What was the bet again? That he would score a touchdown sometime in the first six weeks, and then. Jared was like double or nothing. He doesn't do it by the end of the season. I was like, okay. And then he didn't do it. Like we were, there were a couple different times we were really holding our breaths. And Jared was like, oh, you almost got me. Shut up, Jared. We'll talk to Jared at 840, by the way. Uh, But look, I think the one thing, uh, whether it's Turpin and it, it wouldn't be Turpin, but Turpin or somebody else, the clear thing to me, the number one priority heading into this off season is you have to go get, for the love of God, a number two receiver, a legitimate guy who can get open and even if he's not open can just make contested catches that isn't Michael Gallup Michael Gallup's fine to have in the rotation Michael Gallup can't be the number two and if if you want to go get Luke Musgrave in the draft if you want to go find some elite tight end do something like that great a a tight end is a a really great mismatch can be an effective number two I'll take that I'll take a a really athletic tight end who can mismatch but you have got to get a second receiver in here. And I don't want to hear anybody say the whole little, why does Dak have to be straight? Just get a number two. Quit arguing about why does Dak have to do this or that because it doesn't fit your narrative. Just go ahead and say, get a number two. Get get another weapon in here. Why do you not want weapons? To me, I think that's the easiest call for what they need heading into the offseason is another big play threat in the receiving game. They do need another big play threat. There's no doubt. I don't think he's it, though. No, not damn Turpin. No. Not they, but they Gallup. do. They do need. Uh, they do need a big, big play threat. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Gallup is that guy, but he's got to get his mind right. Yes, that that's the that'll be one of the things to watch this offseason. What kind of mindset does he come to training camp with? You know, there may be uh, some players getting traded or cut that maybe maybe they could be the number two receiver. We're talking about fifteen NFL players who could be on the move this offseason. That's next year on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast back here on sean and rj on 105.3 the fan bobby belt rj choppy peyton russell on the board ryan Contreras on the uh video got jared sandler coming up here in about 20 minutes i want to hear about this uh bullpen sesh that oh Jacob the DeGrom dominant threw bullpen at, sesh at that he Fan had? Fest. I want to yeah he was just dominant man. I want to hear it in fact we should uh we should call CA at 840 have him come on and right. debate him with it uh I found an article yesterday from Joel Corey who is one of the best in the NFL media landscape when it comes to contracts understanding the cap he was an agent, like right? That. Yeah, he was a former agent. And so help. he uh, yeah, he used to rep like Patrick Sertan and guys like that. And so he's uh he he absolutely knows how these things work. And so he's got a list up of 15 players who could be on new teams via trade or as a cap casualty. We'll just kind of cycle through some of these and you tell me uh chop when 
when you might like to stop and consider one of these. Obviously, he's got Derek Carr on here. He's got Aaron Rodgers on here. This is one that I'm interested in. And people are going to say I'm crazy, and that's fine. Carson Wentz. What about it? I would not hate the idea of Carson Wentz here as a backup if Cooper Rush leaves. Is he known as a bad teammate? But do players like him? I think I think there's questions about his mental toughness. And I think maybe that's what people don't like. Is I think some people view him as a little soft. But I don't think anybody dislikes him like personally. I think they're just like, come on, toughen up, dude. Like that. Like maybe he gets a little woe as uh, me at times. I, I gotta be honest, if Dak gets hurt, I don't want to put the stake the organization on, on Carson Wentz's arm. Or brain. Yeah, I just look at it and I go, he is a talented, like he's got talent at, at the position. He, he's got arm talent. I just look at it and go, nothing's ever going to be perfect with a backup quarterback. So, but why not get a guy in here who is, who's played decent? Like it's not like, would you call him a bust? Carson Wentz? Yeah. Yes, because of where, oh. because he's picked at number two. Where would yeah. you have called him a bust if he was the fifteenth quarter, like fifteenth player taken? He had almost he basically yeah. had an MVP season, and there were like a couple other seasons where he was like twenty seven touchdowns, seven picks. I think he's. I is there a difference between a failure and a bust? I feel like a bust is just a catastrophic mistake, whereas a failure is. You didn't live up to the expectation. I feel like he's more a failure okay, than bust. All right. Yeah, I, I could see that because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, right? Like um, Cam Newton. Yes. I don't think he's a bust. I don't think he's a home run either. But he didn't make it through his second his his, his second contract. Hellman and I fought about this once. He was like, "So you're telling me you don't think Cam Newton was just a home run number one selection?" I was like, "No," and he was like, "You're stupid." Now. He won an MVP and he went to a Super Bowl. Like, he did. That's pretty dang good. Yep, and wouldn't wouldn't fall on a fumble. I don't blame him for that. <laughs> I don't blame him for that. But like you know, for example, is he a you know is he a hit? I, I you know maybe. I think he's. I think he's a neutral. I, I think he's neutral. Because I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a hit. I don't think he's a bust. I don't think he's a failure. I just think he's. He's a okay. All right. It, it was it was a so-so run and it was very short. It was great for a small period of time. Next quarterback here that is on the list of potential cuts or trades. Colts can save 17 million by releasing Matt Ryan, which they will. Matt Ryan is done in Indy. The question Matt is Matt Ryan is done, period. The question is, do you think anybody gives him a shot as a bridge quarterback to be a starter anywhere? I don't think so. So if that's the case, if he wants to keep playing, would you be interested in him as a backup? Absolutely. As a backup, you can live with Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan anyway. He's a smart player. Um, and I mean, geez, if they're going to throw every, if it's going to be five and seven yard concepts, he can still throw those. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I like Matt Ryan. So, yeah, I, I would much rather have Matty Ice as the backup than Carson Wentz. Would you rather have Matty Ice than Cooper Rush? No, I wouldn't. Cooper Rush went downfield, man. Yeah little bit now cooper rush cooper rush will probably cost more i'm not saying he's gonna like break the bank but i imagine he costs more than matt ryan as a backup really yes 
He's won games in the NFL. He and in back-to-back seasons. I think that'll matter to some team. I don't know if any team will give him a chance to start, but he may get the Chase Daniel treatment. Come here's seven, eight million to be our backup. Wow. So you don't think somebody will give Matt Ryan seven million? No, I don't. I don't think. Was so. he play with a veteran minimum? No, like maybe uh, like one of these like two years, six million, and with incentives, if you play enough snaps, you can get up to ten or something. I mean, I I, I think I think Matt's washed, but uh, I mean, I still think that his name would carry some weight within the league as a backup. Another name here, obviously, that we've talked about, Ezekiel Elliott. He will. I I just don't see him coming back. That that, that is. Where does that rank in worst contracts in DFW sports history? Is Chan Ho Park worse? Chan Ho's a bad one. Um, Chu? No, Chu. Chu was good. Chu, Chu was, was just hurt. Chu was fine. Chu, Chu, Chu is a, uh, Chu's ahead of the game. Like, remember how we said Matt Millen was like ahead of the game a little bit by like drafting receivers high? You know, Chu was the Moneyball guy before everybody bought into Moneyball. Even though they had already gone through Moneyball. You know what I mean? But like the, We'd already seen it, but like that's what he was. He was a high on base guy, and 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 you know, I don't think a lot of people here had bought into that, you know, philosophy yet. Dwight Powell or Zeke contract, which is worse? Which is worse? Yeah. Oh, dude, giving a running back. Now listen, you can give a running back fifteen million bucks if you got Patrick Mahomes your quarterback. I mean, they gave uh, the 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 Mavericks. You you gave a running back a big contract, which is stupid, but the Mavericks gave a. They gave a contract to a big man who doesn't rebound. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the the Zeke one ate up more of the cap, but Zeke was a better player when you did it. Next name here. $8 million in savings if they trade, if the Cardinals were to trade DeAndre Hopkins. $8 million in yep. savings? Yep. Um. Okay. I mean... You gonna, Would you be interested? Yeah, but it's going to be thirty million bucks, right? That's a nice cap hit. Uh, his cap hit. So you would only take on How the remaining take- guaranteed money. His cap hit for you would be like nineteen, probably. This so year. it wouldn't be the thirty million bucks. Uh, no, you t- you you take on the remaining guaranteed money in the salary, but they've already paid out a lot of it, and so that's why it would be more for them. But DeAndre so Hopkins is it, yeah. he'll be thirty one in June. Uh yes, I, I would. I would absolutely consider doing that what's it gonna cost to get him what that what are you comfortable with would you give a one would you give pick 26 for him no not give it a one for 32 three one of those yeah one of those okay fair enough uh here's a question that we got tagged in the other day uh yesterday actually because this is starting to be the chatter that he is going to be on the move jalen ramsey yeah five million they say five million if they trade him Uh uh-huh are you in if it's a first round pick for ramsey how old is he? Oh gosh, Jalen's probably twenty-eight, I guess, because he was he came out in the same draft as Zeke. Zeke's he's twenty-eight. Boom, nailed Playing it. On October. Yeah, man. You're still in on that? Did he have a good year? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. He, he was. I, I know he's not quite to the level he once was, but I, I'm not sure exactly how good or bad. Assuming he, was he hasn't fallen off, then I would do that. Here's one I would not touch. Michael Thomas. No, wouldn't touch it. That's a guy who that you, you want to talk about emotions. I don't want that. Yep. That that that's an emotional I'm football out. player. I am out. 
Here's another emotional football player, a guy right. who got a reputation as a surly football player, but will be cut and will not be expensive. Would you be interested in the reclamation project of Kenny Galladay? Yes. That's a that's a buy low. Yes. Maybe get a sell maybe get a yes. sell high. So he say they saved six million dollars if they cut him. He's he's done. Uh, he had Ooh, 17 targets, six catches, 81 yards. But if that's a guy who he could probably run some of the West Coast concepts. He could if, run if, some slants for you. You know, if he's your three, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I, I, I would I would consider bringing him in, and you can get him at a very cheap rate. I think a year, so, yeah, a year after agreeing to a pay cut, the Chiefs could save 21 million by releasing Frank Clark. There's a lot of people who think Frank Clark's getting cut who is very close to having the playoff record for sacks now and is a good pass rusher. He is a, he's got a little bit of a checkered past and, and is considered a little bit of a volatile personality at times. He had some problems coming out of Michigan, right? Yeah. He had a domestic violence issue. He's, I mean, boy, people have forgotten about that. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, I'll blow right by that one. You don't want Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's a great player, but I don't want to spend. I don't. Want to you don't want to spend him. on a running back, and you don't want to spend on a running back who was just like, "Hey, didn't he point a gun at somebody at an airport recently?" Joe Mixon's got his own issues. Here's one of your favorites of all time. I think. Would you be interested in backup Jameis Winston, who yes. may be on the chopping block for the Saints? I absolutely would, but he would not be a backup. You think? I think he's gonna. Be, I don't. I don't know that anybody's gonna give him a starting job. He was a backup in New Orleans for a couple of years. Yeah, then he got then he, then he became the starter. Yeah, with, then he got hurt because it was Andy Dalton. No, he was the backup for Drew, and then the plan was to give him the starting role. And then he got hurt. I would. I. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to. Uh, Jameis would probably command one of the higher salaries as a backup quarterback in the NFL. And if you're talking about if if this was a team that was pushing the ball down the field, great. Let's push it down the field with Jameis. This is a team that's going to play in the short and intermediate, like timing offense. I. I, I don't know that that's the best fit for him. Are you interested in uh, reuniting with Byron Jones if he's a cap casualty in Miami? That's one of the other names here on Joel Corey's list. I mean, he'd be instantly be the best cover corner on the team. He's been solid in Miami. He has not been as good as he was in Dallas. He was and much, he is, yeah, he was much better here. He I, is thirty. I, I he's had some injuries. No, I know. I, I I think he's. I still think he's good. He would be. In, I, I'm, he, I, he would come in here and easily start. I'm out on thirty-year-olds. Uh, you know, at, at that position especially. Damn, sorry, Sarah. She's 33. I'm not out on her. Um, but at that position, yeah, I wouldn't want. I don't want age. Age is the age is the enemy at these at these uh, skill positions. Two more quick uh, numbers for you here. Two more quick players. Taylor Luan, the tackle from Tennessee. He is very. It's. I think he's likely to get cut. Titans save 14 million. He's getting up there in age. I don't think Cowboys would. Cowboys have their offensive line. Their, their tackles are set right now. But the last name here, and this is the interesting one. This would have to be a trade. This would not be a cut because of the money that it would cost Houston to do this. But it's a name we were talking about at the deadline, Brandon Cooks. <sighs> you want to revisit that? See if the compensation's gotten any better? See if it's... I would have to see what the compensation would be, coupled with the salary. They, if they if they say, we'll take a third, would you give up a third for Brandon Cooks? No. His salary is set to be $18 million next year. How old is he? Is he up? 30, 29, 30? Yeah. No, I'm out. Dang, you just, you throw them all to the side, those 30-year-olds. Man, just, I, I, this team drafts well. Just go draft these guys. You don't have to, like, this whole, like, 
if if Dak's an elite quarterback, you don't need to go get, you know, he guys is. like Brandon Cooks. He is. He is an elite quarterback. Let him make Brandon Cooks out of. Let Brandon Cooks. Tolbert. Stop. What? You don't think Patrick Mahomes would make something out of Tolbert? Oh, I mean, not if Tolbert doesn't knows how to line up right in overtime. Probably not. Like, there's there's basic functions that Jalen Tolbert had to figure out. Over in surprise, how is Jacob DeGrom's side? However we define that, his ribs, I don't know what you would call it, his oblique. Side, ribs, uh, How how, how is uh, Jacob DeGrom's side? How is Nathan Evaldi fitting in? And what else do we have to look forward to in Ranger Spring Training Camp? We'll catch up with Jared Sandler next year on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back here on 105.3 The Fan, Sean and RJ. Sean Sharif is out. Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy. We've got Peyton Russell on the board, Ryan Couture on the video. And on the phone, we've got the one and only Jared Sandler. Jared, how you doing? Hello, Bobby. Hello, RJ. Hello, Peyton. Hello, and Jared. Ryan. I, can't, I can't forget Ryan. Uh, you almost did. So way to go. Way to be true. Yeah, Jeez. my bad. My hey, bad, so uh, before we get into Ranger stuff, which I, there's a lot of stuff uh, we want to touch on with you, especially with the, uh, you know, the the pitch, the rotation, left field, all that stuff, Jack Leiter. Um, we we did this earlier during the expressway. We got a thousand replies on the fan text about this. Literally a Holy thousand. Smokes. Who is on the Mount Rushmore of sex symbols? Well, RJ. Right. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. RJ Hagee, for sure. <laughs> um, All right. Blake Chris Lively. Arnold, Blake mean, Lively's one. Who's two, three, four? <laughs> well, no, but Chris Arnold. I mean, have you ever seen him take one of those pictures with his shirt off in a mirror? Bro. He was big on that during the pandemic. So Bro, I, I, I love everything about CA, including his body. See, yeah. and he'll and tell that the eggs in the morning, and then he basically gets to eat whatever he wants the rest of the day. Those are just good genes go. right there, baby. Got you down. And then I think Tim Collins. I think those are your four. Dang, those are good. Now, give me your real answer. Or yeah, is, that, is, mean, is Emily still, listening on, and you don't want to get in trouble? No, no, no. She, no, no I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care if she's next to me. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. She, knows, she knows how I feel about this. But, so, but hold on. Sex I, symbols, or you're talking like my biggest crushes. No, See, sex no, symbols. So, so right? mine was Pamela Anderson, Raquel Welch, Marilyn Monroe, and Madonna. Choppy went Cindy oh, yeah, Crawford, are- Pamela Anderson, Kathy Ireland, Liz Hurley. And Peyton went Farrah Fawcett, Megan Fox, Pamela Anderson, Jessica Alba. Interesting. Okay, so, I mean, Blake Lively is a special place in my heart, but I don't know if, like, other people right. consider her to be a right. simple. Uh, Cultural significance. Tyra, Tyra Banks needs some love. I feel like Tyra Banks yeah. is thinking that. I'm thinking of names that you guys 
didn't bring up, not necessarily like to disagree, but just some other names. Sure. Uh, does Kate Upton get some some love? She does. I mean, she's she's the uh, she's the modern era at ballot. Yeah, uh, I think Kate Upton. I think, um, gosh, there, there's, uh, God, there, there's an actress who just like my mind is going blank. Margot on Robbie. Oh yeah, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. And then you know what? Just another uh, another actress who uh, I think in a weird way, like for our generation. Shannon Elizabeth, just because of her role in American Pie. Yeah. How, I mean, I don't know that, like, I don't know that I'd put her on the Mount Rushmore, but again, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, we threw out, yeah, we threw out, like, we, we, had, we had some others. Britney Spears. Uh, oh, yeah, Britney for sure. Yeah, we have Britney Spears. Somebody threw out Anna Nicole Smith. Those those were yeah, some big I ones. About her. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, a lot of names to kick around. Just something to consider. Maybe yeah. something you can ask all the Rangers players at, at spring training, yeah. Jared. And then, uh, I mean, what, what about someone like, I don't know, uh, Brandy Love or wow, uh, you go down that road, yeah, huh? Mean, yeah, I mean, that, RJ, I appreciate you <laughs> recognizing because I, I, I know, know that, that Bobby, I know who, I know Bobby and Peyton and probably Ryan know who she is, but they're not, they're too yeah. scared to admit it. She's a great <laughs> yeah. stepmom. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> I don't know, stepmom. What are you she doing, uh, Jared? Jared yeah, let's does. uh, let let's let's move on to baseball, Jared. Uh, how concerned or like like. There's nothing to be worried about with Jacob Degrom, right? And whatever his left side means. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there should be any additional concern. If you know, if you are on eggshells just every time he takes the mound, hoping he comes out healthy, uh, I think you know I get that they made a huge investment, and it's not like he's without uh, you know a medical history the last few years. I, I don't know. I try to not just worry about things out of my control, and and I. A part of me feels like because Keith Meister, the Rangers uh, team orthopedic, was the one who was monitoring Jacob deGrom's progress while he was with the Mets that, uh, you know, they wouldn't have made that investment if uh, he didn't sign off on it. And he has has, uh, has had as good a look as anyone. Uh, but based on the last 48 hours, that should not add any more concern, whatever your level of concern was before. I mean, this is this goes on around Major League Baseball, all 30 teams in mid-February, late February, uh, if there is even the slightest degree, like if I wake up and I like I'm farting too many times, they might hold me out because it's mid-February. Uh, so I, I don't think there's any concern. I think you guys played some of uh, Degrom's comments yesterday, and yeah. uh, obviously he didn't he didn't seem concerned either. And then you know talking about where he is and, and his preparation compared to past years, it seems like he's in good shape. So if, if he had been making 35 starts a year for the last five years, this is nobody bats an eye at this. It's mostly it's because sure. there's a little bit of an injury history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I, th- I think it's the combination of the investment, right? There's a lot of excitement. There's going to be an absolute microscope on this guy uh, because of that. I mean, he's the best pitcher that the Rangers have ever signed in free agency. He's maybe the most talented pitcher they've ever had wear a Rangers uniform uh, and, you know, a lot of money. Uh, but, yeah, it obviously is is building on the fact that one of the big storylines was the concern about his health. So there's no doubt those things compound uh, on top of one another, and, and that's what – you know, creates the headline because you're right. I mean, this, this happens, uh, this will happen to a hundred different players across 30 different camps this year where guys get hold out for held out for precautionary reasons. Cause what the heck does February 16th, 17th, 18th really matter. Talking with Jared Sandler here on Sean and RJ, uh, Jared, we were talking about Nathan Evaldi a little bit earlier. Uh, and I mean, he's a guy who like when he's on, he's, he's, he's very exciting. I know we talked about this a couple months ago a little bit, and then in the last couple of days I've been doing more research on it, and I'm a little interested in it. 
The idea of Nathan Evaldi's velocity being down like two and a half miles per hour on his fastball the last couple of years, and then it seems like with that came some ineffectiveness with the slider, which had been a really good pitch for him in, you know, the years leading up to 2022 before last year when it kind of went sideways. Um, I think his barrel uh, percentage went from like six to ten uh, in 2022, and so it, it was by far the worst number of his career is all this, do you think, can be boiled down to as long as he gets the fastball right, the velocity fall, everything else is going to fall in behind it? I don't. Uh, so, first of all, just generally speaking, there's not, like, a lot of uh, uh, corroboration behind just across the board. You drop your fastball velocity or the margin between your fastball velocity and your slider velocity dropping decreases the effectiveness of your slider. As a matter of fact, they're – you know, a lot of pitchers who, as they have lost velocity, uh, their slider has become a more important pitch for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's not to say that it, it doesn't work the other way. It certainly could. I think a few things stand out to me with, Jay, or with uh, Nathan Evaldi. One, the slider has become his, his fourth most used pitch. Uh, you know, he really the split finger is his bread and butter now. And mm-hmm. it used to be, you know, the curveball was a big pitch, and that still is. Those are his three three pitches. Those are the three pitches he'll throw to righties and lefties more than any other pitch. The slider is really just a right on right pitch. But I think what happened talking to, to people that watched him last year, talking to some of the Rangers folks, I have not had the chance to talk to, to Nathan about this personally, uh, but they just said they feel like he lost his feel of that pitch, which is not uncommon when you're throwing that pitch. Now uh, the, the fourth most of your, your repertoire, you're going to give that, not as much attention as the splitter and the curveball. And, you know, you throw those pitches differently. And because you throw those pitches differently, maybe it makes you lose a little bit of feel, lose a little bit of consistency with the slider. Uh, And so I think those things play a role. Now, the velocity thing, Bobby, is, I think, a really interesting uh, conversation piece for all pitchers. Because Mm -hmm. with the pitch clock, guys aren't going to have as much time to catch their breath. And Mm -hmm. I know it might seem minimal to people, but – I'm curious to see guys who had average velocities, you know, in the mid to high nineties last year in the starters role, what that looks like this year, because uh, you know, I I don't think baseball is ever going to subscribe to the whole theory or the the philosophy that we grew up with where, Hey, as a starter, you don't want to really put your foot fully on the gas and you want to conserve energy. And you're maybe going to be 85% in the first couple innings. I think, you know, people have done away with that because they just want guys to be at their best always. But when you can wait 25 uh, seconds in between pitches, that that 10 second difference, that five second difference, really is significant in terms of being able to catch your breath and go 110 percent on your next pitch. So I think there are going to be guys across the league, Nathan Avaldi, maybe one of them, maybe most guys who are going to have to adjust to maybe not throwing their fastball at 97, but doing it at 95 or not 95 but doing it at 93. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say for sure that's how it's going to be, but it would stand a reason that if you got less time in between pitches, uh, it could have a little bit of an impact on your velocity. Uh, yeah, and I wonder how the guys have to change their motion because of the new rules are going to be impacted uh, sure. by all that. Yeah, is Marcus Stroman still allowed to wind up for 40 seconds? I, well, you know, Luis Garcia with the Astros rocks the baby 17 times before right. he gets into his motion. So I don't think he's going to have to. You know, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. No, yeah, he's not. I, Clevenger, uh, if he even plays, uh, but, but um, yeah, they'll rock the baby. That, that's I, I love that though. 
Um, any rotation battle that you're looking most forward to, like in terms of you know the back end? No, I mean, I think if, if the five guys who we project to be in the rotation are healthy, they'll be in the rotation. And that's in, in whatever order, DeGrom, Perez, Gray, Heaney, and Evaldi. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Jake Odorizzi is really competing for a rotation spot, but he could get consideration, as could Glenn Otto, uh, maybe even uh, Cole Reagans, uh, if if one of those guys gets hurt. And here's 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 the reality. I mean, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'd say 25% of teams that come into spring training with all five of their projected starters healthy will have one guy who maybe isn't ready first time through for, for whatever reason. And maybe it's a minor injury in early March that, again, they don't want to push, but that sets his, his preparation back. So, you know, I, I, I think it'd be great to have all five of those guys for 30 starts. The reality is that's not going to be the case. So for camp, the, the battle to me, RJ, is less about competing for a rotation spot, but competing for the next man up. You know, when someone goes down, is Glenn Otto going to be the guy they turn to? Is is it going to be Cole Reagans? Is it going to be Jake Odorizzi? Uh, eventually, you know, that, that could be Cole Wynn or uh, Jack Leiter in the discussion. Maybe, I, you know, I don't know, Zach Ken, but but not right away, certainly. Uh, and then the other, the other question is with Dane Dunning. You know, he had hip surgery in the offseason. Where's he health-wise? Uh, is he going to be ready on opening day? I, I don't know if that's the case. I think we'll learn more here in the coming days. But where does he factor into the conversation as well? So I think that the competition is going to be more for next man up than it is, uh, you know, who's going to be in the rotation. All right, we got just about a minute left here, Jared. Uh, I know you heard us talking about it yesterday. Am I wrong to have the the slight level of panic I do that Jack Leiter is plummeting on almost every evaluator top 100 list? I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong to to be nervous because I mean, the other direction is to be super confident and stuff to be super confident after what he went through last year. I I would say. You know, they gave him a really tough test. And I think if we see Kamar Rocker start in high A, that, that might be recognition that, hey, wish we would have done that with Jack. Let him have success and then move him up to double A. Uh, but this is, a, this is a big year for Jack. He's going to start in double A, I'd imagine, and you'd like to see him have success second time through. Uh, but he's still young. Uh, you know, he's still got, got room to grow. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that anyone should be super concerned. I mean, it's tough to keep him up where he was ranking wise after the year he had. So I think that was to be expected. Uh, but we had Jim Callis on hot stove a couple weeks ago and you know, he said, yeah, I mean, the numbers weren't great, but I, I have zero reason to think that, you know, my projection for Jack Leiter is any different today than it was last year. It's just a matter of seeing it because there are guys who did it last year. Now Jack Leiter's got to do it. And, and again, getting to repeat double A to start the year, will be a really good test run. Love you, Jared. Have uh, fun in Arizona. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you later. Is Luka Doncic Tony Romo? Oh. RJ Choppy has some some hot takes on Luka's trip to I Mexico. Hot coming out. You got some hot takes on his Mexico trip. Wow, I do. You got, you got some hot takes yes, on I the do. hot takes. Yes, I do. About Luka's upcoming Mexico trip. That's next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 